uh, you know, heavy work with ecosystems like, um, you know, Paris, Milano, Lisbon, South Africa, or Cape Town in particular, right? Um, many of those ecosystems you know, are looking at Israel as a model and try to replicate that. Uh, you know, I think all of them, you know, you know uh, uh, without any, well, say, you know, they said probably that they're looking to be the next startup nation, right? Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Today I'm being joined by Raz Bachar, Global Lead for Startup Emerging Technologies and Managing Director of Israel at Microsoft for Startups. He is a business development professional and strategist in generating growth for tech services and products. Before Microsoft, Raz built and drove the growth for AWS across several startup ecosystems in Europe, Middle East, and Africa through strategic planning, community building, and partnerships with VCs and accelerators. Raz Bachar, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I'm doing well, my kid. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, Raz, you have such an, an, an incredible history within the startup ecosystem, uh, and you've, you've gone with you've worked with with incredible companies like AWS where you were head of startup business development of EMEA and now more most recently managing director of Microsoft's global industry lead at Microsoft startup for startups Microsoft for startups and I'm excited to to hear about you know your experience working with the startup ecosystem as an incubator from a corporate but but also as a mentor for startups and watching them grow and and how you even got to be a mentor for startup incubation because that you know if I follow the trend of what you did before that's not a trivial thing to to get to so share with me a little bit about your own journey and, and how you got into this world sure so happy to again again thank you for having me uh, I will say that again basically like I haven't planned anything you know from career perspective but uh, I'm an engineer in background I had my own like cloud integration company before you know cloud was a thing uh, end up shutting this down, joined the uh, HP for a little while. Basically, at that point, you know, I kind of got discovered uh, all of the uh, sales world, you know, uh, doing a role of uh, of storage. And uh, then, you know, I kind of relocated from Israel to Luxembourg to uh, basically like to kickstart AWS operation in, uh, in Israel for the first time. Uh, the nice story is that I don't have, like every single CIO in Israel basically threw me out, you know, from the room trying to explain to them, you know, what is cloud computing back then in 2011, 2012. So, wow. um, you know, it was it was a crazy period, basically just evangelizing cloud computing. Uh, after Amazon and Netflix opened the, the offices back in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, I stayed back then. I saw a great opportunity kind of, you know, working with startups, uh, which is, again, what I love uh, more than anything else, right? And uh, end up opening like a new operation, which was the uh, startup business development team for uh, for AWS, and uh, led that across Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And uh, I think the fascinating thing uh, that that role kind of taught me is the fact that you know we always kind of consider ourselves you know the startup nation, and we sometimes you know tend to uh, uh, overuse that uh, phrase. But uh, you know, having work with ecosystems like. Um, 
you know, Paris, Milano, Lisbon, South Africa, or Cape Town in particular, right? Um, many of those ecosystems you know, are looking at Israel as a model and try to replicate that. Uh, you know, I think all of them, you know, you know uh, uh, without any, well, say, you know, they said probably that they're looking to be the next startup nation, right? Uh, each one, you know, kind of try to fine tune their unique uh, properties and offering to to their audience, to their ecosystems, to their uh, to the developers, to their investors. Uh, but you know, it, it's fascinating to see how much uh, respect and appreciation there is towards the Israeli ecosystem. Um, uh, following that, you know, I can look at it back. Wait, uh, Raz, I have to stop sorry, you on yeah? that note because I, I think it's interesting. Sure. You're, you're talking about the respect that other countries are perhaps giving to the startup nation. You know, I think this is something that's actually really, uh, uh, you know, something to, to dwell on for a second because you've gotten to experience the startup incubation across uh, the Middle East, uh, Europe, and, and Eastern Africa, you mentioned, correct? Yeah. And so uh, tell Africa, me a little yeah. bit more about this. Startup nation as a model, and what you've been, what do you learn from watching startups grow in these different ecosystems, and how perhaps you know things that we may be taking for granted here in the startup nation that that you've come to realize that it's actually pretty quite special. So uh, I will say that again, like these are the kind of things that we already got used to, right? But in the end, like when you look at things like. Uh, uh, what happened in uh, in Portugal or Lisbon in particular, right? So it was kind of the perfect storm. The fact that you know you had um, uh, engineers which are relatively you know uh, affordable, right? Mm -hmm. They were in the same thousand uh, the same time zone in the as the as the UK and relatively close to to New York or to the uh, even you know the uh, the West Coast, right? Um, more and more like they. Government money, government programs actually made it like more uh, attractive for investors to to invest in in those kind of like in the specific ecosystem. In parallel to that, there were incentives for researchers to you know basically take their IP that they created and you know develop it to something. And then uh, the nice thing is that like all of those components were you know uh, uh, were incubated separately until there were you know a couple of accelerators and that was the most amazing thing which you know we didn't experience that in Israel because in Israel we had the Yuzma initiative you know by the government it was kind of forced top down to some extent right but over there like, you saw how it started from the field and you know basically being propped from you know the cliche sentence of community managers right just grouping together to create a consortium and uh, just bringing to the table you know the government representative the academy the investors the uh, student the student universities right and uh, you know having spin that wheel for a couple of months or even like a couple of years just doing it in the most uh, spontaneous way that, uh, that you could imagine uh, suddenly you saw startups like uh, you know unbubble or uh, um, uh, huh, well, I forgot the name of the, the luxury brand. Uh, it will come to me in a second. But like, there were a couple of really, really you know, high potential startups that were you know, started there and grew, eventually reaching to the unicorn status, exit. And now uh, because of that exit, like few other startups have been created. And, and then you know, on top of all of that, uh, Web Summit, which was kind of, you know, the, the uh, how is it like the... Um, Holy Grail. Uh, the, the, not, the, not the Holy Grail, let's call it like the, the Black Swan, like in a positive way, 
right? That suddenly had to shift location and got shift from Ireland to uh, to Portugal suddenly made like it rose that ecosystem to the like to the world stage right and I, I will say that you know in Israel we tend to speak a lot about Tel Aviv right as kind of the the first place but uh, I definitely think that you know the uh, the group and organization for made in Jerusalem for example this is like the exact same model that I'm seeing you know kind of uh, being built to incubate and to grow you know, new ecosystems all across those regions so incubating new sorry for the monologue that, that that was awesome incubating new ecosystems incubating new startups talk to me a little bit about what you're doing today with with Microsoft and um, the transition from AWS and and how do you envision Microsoft for startups program perfect so uh, within Microsoft for startups like we're covering you know startups all across their uh, life cycle from the two developers in the garage to the unicorns of the world working with uh, all of the existing partners like you know accelerators VCs uh, startup organization like the expert institutes or uh, or Star nation central right so all of those uh, organizations now uh, we have obviously you no know, different offerings and programs to different startups in different stage even you know to individual developers or entrepreneurs uh, i will say that probably like, the best value proposition that we have is to connect startups with uh, either you know our ecosystem partners right so we're actually doing like deal flow sharing with uh, with investors and accelerators that we're working with the other one is the fact that uh, we're trying to connect them to you know the microsoft customers and we have dedicated programs to do that at scale and efficiently and then the last thing and again this is something that's been like a, a, an amazing experience like you know to see um, uh, those you know, many successes over time uh, is connecting startups with uh, with the product groups, right? Which again, some of the most difficult thing for early stage startup is you know they, uh, especially as they get started, they suddenly come and say, you know, I'm going to sell to you know to uh, the biggest bank in the world, the biggest uh, insurance uh, uh, organization in the world, right? And like 99.9 percent .9 of the times they are uh, you know way over their head and uh, eventually you know they're getting this money and i am seeing you know more um uh, you know of those pocs and you know an extreme level of openness from the product groups and from the business development manager and from you know other functions in the organization like even if you look at you know our legal and finance and you know hr right like all of them are uh, excited about you know working with startups and supporting entrepreneurs whether it be as giving them you know the insight that they have because again these are people that's been in industry for a long time and obviously you know they're kind of at the at the, at the front end of some of the most uh, complex organizations uh, uh, that there is right and you know either they share their knowledge as mentors as experts or they even give them a you know ability to integrate to some extent to their product groups right if uh, if it makes any sense of course and so can, can you give me some examples of how you know you've been working with startups and how they're actually getting integrated into the microsoft ecosystem through this program and, and it sounds like a lot of this is based on also a, a lot of trust and, and a relationship that is building over time it's not just here get credit for microsoft azure it's much more about okay here's you know get integrated into into our ecosystem and we can bring our knowledge and expertise into working with these multinationals to help you bring your product to fruition right Right. So uh, I'll say two things, right? Like 
One of them is that uh, I'll actually leverage the opportunity to, to mention about um, another activity that we have, which is kind of the Max of Accelerator, which you know, kind of its new brand, which is the AI for Good. Uh, that one, uh, it's an accelerator for early stage startup, you know, powered by AI with uh, uh, impact-oriented solutions. And uh, lastly, we actually won, you know, the best accelerator of, uh, 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 award in Israel, right? So again, it was. Uh, a humbling experience, let's say, to get the, the recognition for that category, not you know, for the regular impact category. So, you know, I think that that says a lot. Um, and just to give an example from, from that program, right? So we had uh, last year a, a company named uh, Right Here, right? And they have a solution that, or even, you know, Pecan that uh, introduced us. Uh, but uh, last year we had a, a startup called uh, Right Here, and they have a indoor navigation system for uh, people with a blind imperative. And uh, you know, beyond the part of the acceleration program, again, kind of with the mentoring, the coaching on the business side, we supported them on the technical side. You know, just leveraging the technology and uh, and uh, um, the Microsoft uh, technical resources. Uh, beyond that, again, like we've made a lot of um, effort on the joint go-to-market activities, and I think like the 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 cherry at the top was the fact that uh, we love those solutions so much that we actually you know prop them internally into Microsoft, and Microsoft actually became their customer, ending up with uh, having their solution kind of deployed, you know, in the uh, Microsoft campus in Tel Aviv and. Uh, wow. in right? And that's kind of a win-win-win situation because you know. Basically, they get like a, another customer and a, and a great brand. Uh, we get to support our startups, and you know, either our uh, employees with that uh, relevant uh, uh, disability or you know, visitors to the campus get to have you know an amazing experience, right? So I think you know this is like a, a huge example. The other thing that I'll a- that I'll add up is that, uh, and again, this is some uh, it's some education that we still need to do for the for the. For the for the exes and God, because of some of the history that we have, uh, is that we're not only you know kind of representing Azure, right? So obviously, no, it's a very uh, well-known uh, brand. Again, as a technology company, it makes sense that we'll represent kind of the, the cloud offering. But we also look at the other suite of solutions that Microsoft have, right? So if you look at LinkedIn, GitHub, Xbox, Office 365, right? So and the, the list is uh, the list is long. Uh, and again, a two trillion dollar company, I believe, uh, as of today or yesterday. Exactly, and um, uh, I will say that again, kind of in this in the second hat that they have around kind of working in the cross industry uh, vertical. You know, I've been exposed to you know the Microsoft biology department and the robotics and the space division, right? And these are like amazing uh, uh, projects that uh, Microsoft is taking part of, which is you know. Um, Going to revolutionize the way that we that we'll uh, behave in our daily life, right? Amazing. And so, you know, the the whole ecosystem today is you know it's very competitive. Not just competitive uh, between startups, but also between venture capital investors, and I'm sure that also within you know accelerators and and such programs that are looking to get and to get you know a strong relationship with the startups you know early on, so that they can uh, work continue working with them as they progress. How do you experience this, you know, cooperation right now within the ecosystem, and, and and how do you how do you see the balance shifting in the last few years? So overall, you know, the more help startup can get, the the better, right? Like it's just like increasing the pie. I think that 
So certainly these these days, you know, we see we see more support, aka funding and talent being uh, kind of you know, uh, uh, how say like uh, getting sucked, you know, to the to the unicorns of the world, to the to the uh, large uh, scale companies, the charging ponies, right? Like that's you know the trending name, uh, and as part of that. Uh, I will say that you no know, early stage startups and early and first time founders probably need uh, you know, as much help as they can get now more than ever. Uh, and again, any help that we can get, or you know, even like cross collaboration with uh, with other vendors, this is something that we see as a, uh, as a plus because again, in the end, like it comes down to meeting the people, getting to know them. And as you mentioned before, like building that trust and relationship is more important than anything else. Uh, again, because as they're getting started, they're not kind of, uh, no, they're not generating any uh, significant uh, workloads, right? It's something that will come uh, uh, later on, but they definitely think that the value and the relationship and the trust that you build is something that can uh, sustain for a really long time. Amazing. And so your day to day, as you're working with all these different startups and you're moving, where, where do you fit into this, right? So, you know, as the managing director of this program and thinking through these accelerators and this part of the ecosystem, how does your day to day actually look like? Uh, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough that uh, uh, every day is different, right? Especially like kind of in a, in a COVID uh, or in a hybrid kind of model that, uh, that we're in. Uh, I will say that again, I'm splitting my time between, you know, obviously getting to like uh, having just to meet as many funders as possible. Like uh, on average, I'm seeing between 800 to 1000 uh, startups per, per year, right? Which is, uh, wow. uh, which is enough. Uh, again, to get a perspective, but uh, but also you know th this is what I I enjoy doing. Uh, the other part is again kind of working through some of the operational uh, uh, heavy lifting that we have, kind of running the programs that uh, that we have, and then the the last part is you know obviously Microsoft is a huge organization, and uh, for better for us you know we, we need to uh, manage the internal resources, the internal expectations, right. the internal stakeholders, and this is also something that. Uh, uh, that needs to be done uh, mo more often than uh, than I than I uh, expect. I find you know how do things kind of correlate together because again, when I invest in learning in like learning more about the organization, finding about an, a new product group, and suddenly I remember you now I started a, I met a couple of months ago that can have a great uh, fit to that specific need that they raised uh, because of meeting. You now that's another kind of win-win situation that we can generate, right? So. Amazing. Just amazing. Raz, thank you so much for coming here. Uh, I really appreciate it. I have, I have a few more questions before I let you go. Uh, and I want to take you back to your childhood. And I want to ask you what really fascinated you as a kid, whether it's a subject in school or a passion hobby. What was it? Uh, I, honestly, I think just uh, uh, spending time outside of the house as much as possible, just being in the nature walking, uh, uh, traveling, like that's the thing that I enjoy the most, right? Very cool. And an inspiration today, something that in the day-to-day -day inspires you, whether it's something that's happening, some person that is living. 
so over here, sorry for the cliche answer, but uh, but my kids, right? So uh, again, I have like a four-year-old uh, daughter and three-year-old son. And uh, again, obviously, you know, since they came to the world, I definitely uh, saw kind of a shift on uh, moving away with just kind of the slogan of, you know, working to make the world a better place to actually try to be a little bit more uh, uh, purposeful with regards to, you know, how and where uh, I invest my time. And, you know, it's obviously, uh, uh, let's say, it uh, makes me a little bit more biased towards startups that I enjoy uh, helping more than others. So I will say with that. Right. And three words you would use to describe yourself. Uh, I'll use a, a sentence for that, but it's two, three words. So it's a leap of faith. Uh, I definitely think that, again, many times in uh, in the business that we're in, um, you know, there's only as much that we can learn, data that we can look at, and uh, uh, due diligence that we can do. Uh, in the end, you know, you need to take the leap of faith in order to uh, make sure that the person on the other end, you know, can deliver on the whatever it is that they're doing, uh, or you know, even if it's something you no know, informal that you agree on, you know, you need to take the leap of faith for them to uh, to uh, meet their promise or anything like that, right? And especially when you're working with uh, uh, early stage founders, when you invest resources, invest your time. So, so yeah. Amazing. Raz, Todaraba. Thank Todaraba. you very, very much. Best of luck with, with Microsoft for Startups, continuing to make it uh, what sounds like an, an incredible, incredible program. And stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Dude, thank you so much.